You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Mark. What up, Jake? Hey, yo. How we doing? <laughs> Good. I'm trying to wake up. I think I'm doing better than you are this morning, obviously. <laughs> I just rolled out of bed. Yeah. What's up? It is a Friday morning. We are excited. The weekend right around the corner. John Tabor running the board back forth at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters. Plenty to discuss over the next two hours. Of course, we want you to pipe in with your comments, your questions at 888-993-7762. Hit us up. It's called the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. Plenty to discuss over the next two hours. But with National Signing Day on Wednesday, we had to push back Top 10 Thursday to Friday. So Jake has a nice new title for it this morning. Top 10 Thursday. On Friday. <laughs> is that pretty good? Is that my, that's my radio voice. Uh, yeah. You say it, we'll play it by Jake. Yeah, that should be like the intro now. <laughs> Taves, if you can save that, and uh, we'll just play that before every Top 10 Thursday uh, segment. Just cut right. the on Friday part out. So the listeners decided uh, what is today's topic, so we're going to continue to take nominees here in the 7 o'clock hour, and then we'll dive into Top 10 Thursday on Friday. Dude, this was hard to narrow down. Uh, there were so many meltdowns. Oh, what, what's the topic? Microphone meltdowns. Um, incidents where coaches or players absolutely went off. Mm. Uh, and you and I had some disagreements, so we've actually got more than ten. Uh, we've kind of combined our list and uh, to, to make things easier for, for, for listeners and uh we have some disagreements on there. Listen, if you had enough time and energy and want, uh, this could go on for top 100. There have been some classics through the years, and then you kind of start going back, you start doing a little research, you're like, oh, yeah, what about that one? Oh, yeah, what about this unknown coach that gets his 15 minutes of fame right. and goes up to the mic and just lets loose? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there are a lot of hidden gems uh, when you start to kind of looking up all these old um, clips, but... I think we both decided, I think we're both in agreement on the number one. 888-993-7762. Uh, things that you remember, mic meltdowns, what are we calling this? That's Microphone fine. meltdowns? Yeah, that's good. All right. 888-993-7762. We got plenty of headlines on this Friday morning. Let's start with uh, college hoops. Hmm. An entertaining night to say the least and uh, good news on all fronts. Let's start with uh, ULM. Going on the road to square off against Georgia Southern. Did not realize this till last night. Warhawks had yet to win a road game. Did not look good going up against an Eagles squad that uh, was third in the Sun Belt Conference. You thought, yeah. eh, probably not going to happen for the Warhawks. It did. Huge performance by Travis Munnings. 26 points, 20 rebounds. Wow. Incredible. Sam McDaniel also had a big night for ULM. Sam McDaniel also had uh, 23 points for the Warhawks in the 66-64 overtime victory. Yeah. Here's what it sounded like, uh, courtesy of ULM Radio Network and some guy named Nick White, ULM's thrilling win over Georgia Southern. Warhawks can essentially play for the final shot. About a half-second difference between the game and the shot clock. Coach Richard is going to let him play it through. 
Eagles. Money flipping. Starts up a dribble with the right hand. 15 seconds left on the shot clock. To McDaniel for three. Yes! Sam McDaniel for three. 11.3 seconds to go. Warhawks lead by one. Georgia Southern in the front court. Tukey Brown looks to drive. Jump stop. Kicks it over left side. Smith for three. It is no good. Rebound McDaniel. And the Warhawks are going to win. The Warhawks are going to win in overtime. And the Warhawks are dancing. They're in the NCAA tournament. Oh, stop. That was a great call by Nick. That was <laughs> great awesome. call by Nick. Don't How about Aaron the crowd there? Yeah. They were into it. They were into it. Uh, awesome. Awesome yeah. uh, awesome game. Awesome call by Nick. And uh, Warhawks get that big victory. Biggest huge, one of the year. Huge win for uh, ULM. The, you know, we talked to Keith Richard this week. He talked about the fact they'd have to go on the road and try to steal one. Well, they just stole one, and now they can make the uh, week really special. They can figure out a way to beat Georgia State on Saturday. Unfortunately, you knock off the third best team in the league. Now you got number two yeah. on the horizon. Yeah, those Georgia teams have had a great year, no doubt. And this is a tough, tough road uh, road trip. But let's see what ULM can do. Once again, worth mentioning, money's 26 points, mm. 20 rebounds on the night. Well done by ULM. Over at Louisiana Tech, an odd game, but the major story to come out of this is the fact that they did win against their Charlotte squad that was uh, struggling coming in, and uh, the 49ers lose, and they're still struggling. They are 5-17 and 17 on the year, 1-10 in, in conference play. Louisiana Tech takes care of business, 83-65. to 65. Coach Conkle's message to the team early on in the game, come out, step on them, let's get off to a good start. They certainly did that. They certainly did that, and they also had, I think they tied their uh, season high for three-pointers with 14, mm -hmm. Louisiana Tech did. But we're burying the lead here, Aaron. We're burying the lead here. You were there. Jacoby Boykins gets a technical foul for basically looking at a player and smiling. Uh, the first one came on, on a rejection. It was on the other side of the court. I've gone back now and watched – uh, the TV version of and unless something was said, there didn't appear to be much taunting. And Jack nailed it best probably on the color uh, of the broadcast last night, just basically said, I think the official has a sour feeling in his stomach or is just in a bad mood because he was handing out technicals left and right. And then ultimately it comes down and, and Boykins in the second half gets an additional technical foul on a slam dunk. And I mean, you can go back and look at this several different ways, and some think that he might have been taunting or pointing at the player. I really don't see it. It just looked like that he was just enjoying his dunk, rightfully so. But what this means, he gets ejected, and we still don't have a clear understanding. I've reached out to Louisiana Tech. Now, whether or not this means he will be suspended for the next game since he was ejected from this one. Yeah, but the fact that he was ejected, come on. I mean, can you not show any emotion at all? And, I, and you, I've watched it from several different angles. It's an amazing dunk, first mm -hmm. of all. And he just looks down at the player. And he bumps into another player on accident. But then, I mean, another technical and an ejection. Come on, Conference USA. That's, that's pitiful. Mm. You mentioned the fact uh, for the ninth time this season, Louisiana Tech knocked down 10 or more three-pointers yeah. in this game with 14 versus Charlotte. Nice win. A lot of different positives you can take away from it. Uh, Daquan Bracey continues to come back and recover from his uh, back situation. He didn't look like uh, he was missing a beat last night. He finished with a team-high 17 points, made several Bracey-like moves in terms of getting to the bucket and beating defenders off the bounce. Here's one of them, courtesy of the Hall of Famer Dave Nitz. 
Powell gives it to Bracey. Really pushing it up floor. Bracey fills down the lane. He goes and spins and scores. I guess that's the best way to describe it, a spinning move, wasn't it? Yeah, he kind of faked one way and then just spun the other direction. It's good to see uh, Bracey back. Uh, Louisiana Tech had an assist on 23 of its 31 made field goals, and they only committed six turnovers. Some would say, well, look at the competition. Well, they did take care of business against Charlotte, and now they'll move on. Yeah, got some texts here. Richie says, Boykin smiles and gets a technical ejection. Sherman says, Sherman's offering a suggestion. The minor league baseball coach steals the mm-hmm. base after getting tossed. Only problem is, that's a great visual. meltdown. That's yeah, a good visual. But not a microphone meltdown. But, yes, that is an all-time classic, Sherman. Uh, Richie says, Gundy in there anywhere. You betcha. I'm 40. Yeah, I'm the man. I'm 40. Uh, Tech uh, now back home against Old Dominion on Saturday. Second of uh, four straight home games for the Dogs. That is your college basketball wrap-up. Hey, there was a good one. I know you watched a portion of it on the national stage. Duke oh, yeah. in North Carolina. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, the atmosphere was amazing. It was, it was uh, at North Carolina. Duke led by 12 at one point. North Carolina could not rebound the basketball in the first half, and Bagley was just a force inside. Come out in the second half, and they shoot it much better. They did have one pretty big scoring drought, and it didn't cost them, uh, surprisingly. But, you know, Joel Berry was big. Uh, Kenny Williams hit six three-pointers for the Tar Heels. Tar Heels came back and won that game. Um, but it was a great game. You know, I was thinking about this because um, I've got some friends that, that are North Carolina fans. So I was texting with them, and, and they seem to think, you know, they don't have a chance in the dance this year. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, there's so much parity in college basketball. They're like the top 25 teams. All of them have a chance just because there's not one clear dominant team this year. So I was just watching both of these teams play, and I was like, yeah, I could see either one of them making a run in March. Did they pop up the amazing stat? What is it, like the last 50 times they played, it's like 25 wins apiece for each program. And the point differential was like two points through all those games and what last night ended up being like a four-point game yeah it was, it was like a four-point game i don't have the final in front yeah. of me uh but it was a great game you know duke had a chance too um they had a o'connor shot a three and missed it o'connell i should say and then um grayson came down and turned the ball over grayson allen did um and late and those two plays right there it could have been a different re- result if they execute but um yeah north carolina hang hung on last night Big news in the NBA now. You have my attention. Anytime you can trade away half your roster and get yeah, an entire uh, new one heading into uh, the second half of the season, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, so this is one of the craziest trade trade deadlines I've, I've ever seen. Just because the Cavs completely, you know, traded everyone. Let me let me tell you exactly who they traded. They they traded Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, uh, Emmett Schumpert, Jay Crowder. Uh, Channing Fry and Isaiah Thomas, and what they got in return was George Hill, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, and Larry Nance, and uh, a second rounder from from the Heat. But so I, I I was very curious to see how people would react to this, and I went to all the the the, the major media members of the NBA, like the the guys who really covered the NBA uh, intently, and was trying to get their opinion. I swear, every single one of them had a different opinion about this. Um, some people felt like 
it it was good for the Cavaliers because they obviously upgraded their defense, and that was that was the big thing. I mean, these past couple of months they've been atrocious on defense, and it was one of those things where they were trying to, you know, uh, bring in Isaiah Thomas after he got healthy, and Isaiah Thomas never was known for his defense, not even in Boston, and so you know bringing him in, he he's he's poor he's a poor defender. Anyway, but Brad Stevens was able to kind of mask that. Brad Stevens was just that kind of a guru of a coach. Lou couldn't do it. Lou couldn't figure it out. And, and maybe he went to management and said, listen, A, he's, he's from everything we hear, he's not a good uh, locker room uh, guy. And, and B, you know, he's, he's also hurting our defense. Um, so they got, they got rid of Isaiah Thomas. And, if you know, most people will look at this and say, well, this is ultimately what they got in return for the Kyrie Irving trade. Although they still hung on to the Brooklyn first-round pick, but I think a lot of people were like, "Man, you ended up with just this for Kyrie Irving." Yeah, they did botch the Kyrie Irving trade. Okay, but once you get past that, I think what they got—that's um, a big hurdle to clear. Yeah, it is a big hurdle to clear. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you got to accept it at this point, right? You just got to make do with what you got. I think they made the best of a botched situation uh, because they did get a 45% three-pointer. Three-point shooter in George Hill. Okay, that's good. They needed some, some somebody to make shots, and I thought they got a great defender slash role player in Larry Nance. And I, you know, I'm not sure what Hood and, and Clarkson will bring to the table, but those other two options are, are really good options that are, that are going to help LeBron. Um, but the bad thing is they ate Clarkson's contract. I think he still owed 26 million dollars, um, and that benefits the Lakers if the Lakers play this right they could have $70 million in cap space. So I think it was a, a good move for both, actually. I think the Lakers did what it needed to do to continue to help their, their cap space, and I think the Cavs did the best of a bot situation to maybe perhaps compete in the East this year. Oh, I thought you were going to say compete with Golden State. No, no way. Uh, but I'm just saying maybe they get back to the finals. I, I probably still favor Boston, but – you know, before the trade deadline, they had no chance. They just had no chance. And how, how often have we said that about LeBron James teams? I mean, usually you're like, yeah, you can throw four average Joes out there and they'll still make it. But it just wasn't the case this year. And uh, now I think they have somewhat of a chance to, to compete with, with Boston and, and maybe get to the finals. 888-993-7762. Nice comprehensive uh, breakdown. Well, I mean, trade you know, it was a good ah. trade. No salary cap numbers and everything there. Well yeah, done. Well, you know, I do what I can. Uh, Vito says Boykins had already been warned about taunting. What you didn't see on the clip is he looked over the player that he dumped on, dunked on, dumped on, dunked on, <laughs> and pointed at him also and then left him out. He deserved it. Also, Charlotte stinks. Ooh. And it is like Boykins does have a track record with that conference USA officials also. Yeah, but that just wasn't enough, man. Come on. Uh, if he would have said something, like if I'd have seen his mouth moved on that, maybe, maybe I'd have bought it a little more. But come on. Other headlines: uh, Philadelphia had its championship parade yesterday. We got several entertaining clips coming up for you in the next segment. Big news in the NFL: Garoppolo in his seven career starts, he now gets a hundred and thirty-seven point five million dollars, ninety million of it guaranteed. The highest player in the National Football League. Yeah, so let me read you my man Jimmy G's career numbers here. 67 completion percentage, 2,250 yards. This is career now. 
12 touchdowns and five interceptions. Richest player mm. in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand this is the way it's going, and next year we'll have somebody else who's the richest player. And So is it going to be more like Tom Brady or Matt Flynn? <laughs> uh, can we find a, a middle ground? Oh, okay. Because I, I don't think it's – I think he's got a lot of potential. I mean, he certainly proved it, you know, last year. So you year. pay for the potential or the right you to, pay, of course, have a, a so-called elite quarterback. But you still overpay because I don't think you saw enough. I mean, I just uh, – and also, if you're the 49ers, if you pay him that much money, I mean, it's not like you were only missing a quarterback. Okay. Well, with him under center, what they end up winning their last five games? Yeah, they did. They did. But I mean, we're talking about a full year here. I I think uh, paying that much money when there's some other needs to address. I don't know. I I just feel like you ate up a lot of your cap on on one guy. But as they say, it's a quarterback's league, and if you have a good quarterback, you know that puts you ahead of of half the teams in, in the in the league. Couple other headlines, and uh, it's not often we talk uh, soccer on this show, but Northeast Louisiana really flexing its muscle in the high school ranks. We talked about the girls. How about the boys last night? Ruston and Washita advancing on into the state quarterfinals. We're a soccer area now, so we just need to <laughs> embrace that. Well done by both of those programs. Hey, we uh, had uh, Coach Montgomery on the show from Lady Texas. Their trip to Mexico, a pretty cool start in their season like that. But unfortunately, did not go well in Paradise uh, yesterday. They dropped two, one to Nevada and one to Long Beach State. And Ben says the official that made the call was 45 feet behind Boykins. So we're going to get a lot of texts about this today. People are upset. Mm. Uh, Quinn says, so now Jake is the expert on 40 <laughs> winers. 40 winers. 40 winers. Like and it. Richie says the potential is high, but that kind of money with 17. He actually has 12 TDs. Oh, seven TDs and five interceptions in the last five games. Yes, he's overpaid. Did I miss any other headlines? Uh, just that we got a couple of big basketball games tonight. Yes. Uh, Bastrop, Neville, West Monroe going to Natchitoches Central. How will Natchitoches Central respond after what took place last week? And the Winter Olympics are underway. We will have a Winter Olympics <laughs> moment oh, minute coming up later good. in the show. Jake will break it down as well as he broke down the Cavs and the number of trades they made. Winter Olympics expert right here. <laughs> Curling expert. That's right. 888-993-7762. We're off and running. It's part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. All right, it is Friday, so a lot of open uh, phone lines, and of course the text line is always open. Uh, just two guests today. We got a uh, Benji Lewis, Neville's defensive coordinator, joining us at eight o'clock. We'll talk a little uh, recruiting, also an event that he's putting on. Uh, actually, he's done over the course of the last couple of years. Pretty cool. The Mardi Gras cook-off. Out at ULM, the Twin Cities Mardi Gras cookoff. Some of the best uh, grillers, basically, in the country are in the area and ready to uh, light up their grills for a uh, opportunity to uh, go to a national competition. I'll have a better understanding of what I'm talking about coming up at the top of the hour. You love it when you paint yourself in a corner? Man, I was like, where are you going? Land the plane. Land the plane. But you try to look at the press release while you're uh, talking at the same time. Sometimes it doesn't work out well. Sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> you pull it off more than you don't, Aaron. Joey Chappé joins us at 845, and it is Top 10 Thursday on Friday. That's it. Our topic today? 
uh, microphone meltdowns. And you said it wrong. It's top ten Thursday. Oh, right. <laughs> Am I? Do, is the radio voice bad? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will, I'll I'll stop then. Uh, let's dive into the Philadelphia parade uh, yesterday. You'll hear from uh, Doug Peterson and uh, Kelsey. What is up with this guy? <laughs> Talk about to, radio voice, WWE style. You have to get this outfit for. Yeah. I agree. The Aladdin thing? <laughs> yes. You have to. Uh, keep the text coming. 888-993-7762. We're back at this. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self. Maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Broken window? Sounds like you need Glassworks of West Monroe. Glassworks specializes in the highest quality residential glass. From insulated glass to protect your home from the worst weather to vinyl replacement windows with a lifetime warranty to custom installed mirrors and shower doors. Glassworks service is unmatched and their price is always competitive. Let them save you money. Glassworks, 800 Jonesboro Road across from the mill in West Monroe. 387-4747. Men, you know how you can never find the right gift for that special woman in your life? Here's the answer from Spa Nouvelle. It's Spa Nouvelle's Spa Day Escape. The Spa Day Escape includes a 90-minute luxurious massage, 90-minute red carpet facial treatment, and lunch. Get her a special gift from Spa Nouvelle. 1705 Lammy Lane in Monroe. Call Spa Nouvelle at 807-1060. That's 807-1060. <laughs> Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. So, Jake, I'm uh, heading down south. I'm heading to uh, Mardi Gras this weekend. Got any advice for me? Uh, Stay away from homeless men peeing in the street, (laughs) if you can. That's my only bit of advice. All right. Also, duly noted, there are some Uber drivers that sell pralines and king cake. Ah, nice. So maybe you look up and get that experience. All right. You gonna hold down the fort Monday? Gonna try. All right. Thank you. I can I can try to butcher uh, some <laughs> press releases in your honor. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Philadelphia had a parade. Talk about crowds. Yeah. Uh, looked like literally millions there watching the uh, the world champs. And it looked pretty tame, though, to me, can, I guess, compared to things that we witnessed <laughs> after the NFC Championship yeah. game and, and the Super Bowl. Yeah, there were no fires uh, from what I saw. So, yeah, pretty tame. Horses didn't take a beating. 
no eating of uh, manure, Ugh. I think. Mm. Didn't see it, at least. Uh, a lot of highlights from it, uh, a couple of them being uh, just Doug Peterson getting up and addressing the crowd. So we're going to play this clip, and there's a great spot at the end just about where the bar has now been set for Philadelphia. But listen to the crowd and chanting Doug's name mm-hmm. throughout this speech. Uh, it's pretty good stuff. Here's Doug Peterson addressing the Philly Fanatics. City of Philadelphia, these men up here beside me just won Super Bowl 52. I'm so proud of this group of men. The dedication, the commitment, the desire, and the will to never quit. This is a resilient group. This is a group that fought through a lot of injury, uh, adversity. The underdog, right? The underdog. This is a group, this is a group that I'll always remember for sticking together, for trusting in, in me as the head football coach, and trusting in Mr. Lurie, and trusting trusting in each other. I love these guys. We brought you guys a world championship, and just like Mr. Lurie said, we are not done yet. We have more to go, more to prove. This is our new norm. This is our new norm to be playing football in February. I'm so proud to represent this group, this city, and this organization. Thank you very much. God, how good that must feel. That's awesome. That is he awesome. needs to store that memory when uh, you know the Cowboys may get the best of him next year, <laughs> and these Philly fans chanting his name turn on him. Yeah, but man, I gotta, how good is that? Though? It's it's awesome. Uh, two standouts to me in the parade. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? No, but just that statement, right? Two there. standouts in the parade. Yes. <laughs> as I break it down, yeah. uh, you saw the video of him one-handing the the beer. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Somebody threw him a Bud Light. Yeah, I don't know what, what yeah. kind of beer it was. <laughs> One-handed it, awesome. And then uh, he was walking, he was on the float, and then he actually walked some of the parade to let the fans touch the Lombardi. Mm. Thought that was really cool as well. Cool of him to do that. Mm. And the other being? Your boy. Yeah. Jason Kelsey. All right, so he's made quite an impact on and off the field with his uh, sure. antics. So he shows up at the parade, and how would you describe the outfit that he was wearing? <sighs> Aladdin? Genie? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All right. He's walking down the parade at one point. He's drinking a beer. He's walking with the police officer. Uh, he's giving him an autograph. Then later on, he, he's on a bicycle riding along yeah. with the cops during the parade. Uh, pretty talented, considering I'm sure he had a few pops in him. So then, for some <laughs> reason, they let him st- step up to the mic. And uh, this is supposed to be sort of a family event, correct? It's supposed to be. Yeah. But it is Philly. Yeah. So, I did find one portion, thankfully, this is the clean portion, when uh, he addresses the situation with Doug Peterson and what he meant to this franchise. Doug Peterson. When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. This past offseason, some coach. 
clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. You saw a driven Doug Peterson, a man who went for it up fourth and down, went for it up fourth and down in the Super Bowl with the trick play. He wasn't playing He's playing for a Super Bowl. And it don't stop with him. It does not stop with him. <laughs> On fourth and down. I think I could hear that a hundred times. Oh, man. Is that Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> oh, man. Fourth and down. He had a few in him, didn't he? That was the uh, the mellow part of the speech. Right, right. <laughs> Toned up just a bit. Trent wants to know if you let... Yeah. You can borrow your Aces costume. I, I would like that jacket. We we may work on you gotta it. You got to upgrade to it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. He, he quoted several things during that uh, epic rant speech. <laughs> well, that will probably be included somewhere in a new parting shot if I ever get around to doing some uh, new ones. Yeah. Uh, there was one part where there's this uh, poster hanging up in the Eagles offensive line room that says, Hungry Dogs Run Faster. And uh, he just talked about the fact that they were the underdog. And then he did the ultimate drop-the-mic moment at the end when he basically said, told all the doubters out there to bleep off. Yeah. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty good, Jason. Also a very talented football player. Yes. But uh, maybe he's got, you know, some professional wrestling in his future. I don't know. Cut a great promo. (laughs) And then the best part of it, uh, you know, multiple cameras shooting, and they cut away to Doug, and he's just in the back, <laughs> just laughing and just living it up. Yeah. Saying yeah. things, of course, that he can't say, but, you know, oh, his yeah. center can. That's the best. Yeah. When you don't have to say what's on your mind, you got uh, your center out there yeah. being vocal for you. Yeah. Michael Lombardi sitting somewhere like, <laughs> whoa. Man. <laughs> Didn't realize they uh, – Held on to that press clipping. Uh, that was a pretty good uh, rant. That was pretty good uh, a mic meltdown, correct? Pretty good. I don't know how it would compare to our top yeah. microphone meltdowns of all time. I'm going to guess that we've got 10 or actually 12 because we cheated a little bit. Yeah. 12 that are better. All right. We want to hear from you, though. Uh, ultimate mic meltdowns. Hit us up with a couple of nominees at 888-993-7762. Paul says that uh, Kelsey sounded like Nick White calling a ULM game. Wow. Nick with a great call for that win against sure Georgia Southern last night. Great call, Nick. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, are we going to start Top 10 Thursday on Friday? <laughs> yes. All right. No radio voices, Tom. That's coming up after the break. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. 
New Year, New You. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked and we have low carb sides beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork, all slow cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99, or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in to Pata's, drive through, or use a waiter app for delivery. Two locations 165 North in Monroe, or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pata's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Hit us up, 888-993-7762, like uh, several people are already done this morning, including one of our favorites, Gary. Gary says, Gents, I told my wife I was making radio history this morning with suggesting top ten Mike Meltdown. She said, good, maybe Aaron will put you on TV next, but don't quit your job. Uh, no love. Gary well, did suggest this. Yes. Well done, Gary. If you have a suggestion for next week, go ahead and hit us up. Yeah. It Please. is your show. It is your show. Mm. All right. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. We had a few disagreements, but I think we've we've come together. Well, literally, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds oh, of clips that you could uh, try to, and then you try to narrow it down to 10. It gets extremely difficult. But the fun part about this exercise is the farther you deep dive into it, the more you find, and you're like, oh, I forgot about that clip. Oh, yeah, and how about that obscure coach, and he gets his 15 minutes of fame, and he takes advantage of it. And then also you can just see with these coaches the stress of it gets to them, and they finally just have a meltdown. This is their breaking point. What you're you're about to hear is most coaches' breaking points. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, they are memorable because it's just like, you know what? I'm tired of, of playing the PR game. about to just tell you how I really feel. And literally with Bob Knight, I mean, there's probably been, what, 100 of these? A uh, hundred and I would say more than half. We and one of them, on we don't even have him throwing the chair. <laughs> right, right. More than half you couldn't play on radio. So the first one to crack our list, number 10. Can you reference when this was? It was an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, uh, I don't know the year, but I do know, um, A, the reason why I, I thought it should make should make the list is, A, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, B, he's, he's, he's being honest with the reporter, like, uh-huh. I can't predict things. Yeah. And uh, C, it's probably the cleanest of his, <laughs> of his meltdowns. That was another issue with this, trying to find yeah. the clean versions or make it clean enough to put on the air. Yeah, so – Bear in mind that um, that was something we had to juggle in the back of our minds as well. Because there there are some also, you might be thinking of like some, some Mike Tyson clips too that are going to be absent on this list. It just, you can't play them on radio. Mm-hmm. Some of those rants back of that, you just can't, mm-hmm. okay? And, and it, if you did, it would bleep every other word and say some things that uh, we do not want to be said. And on our list, we like the dialogue and when there's an exchange between a reporter oh, and a head man. coach. So good. Have you ever had... Anything like that, anything close to that, not to that level, but 
any disagreement with the coach while you're interviewing him? Uh, not really. Yeah, not, I haven't not. either. I, I just don't think it's uh, it's not it's it's not very common because usually both sides are very respectable. Yeah. But if if you if you do something um, that that draws the ire of the coach, then I guess it leads to those moments. All right, was that a good enough lead-in for this? I think so. I think we teased. All it. right, so let's set the scene. It's Bob Knight, a NCAA uh, tournament event. Uh, he's sitting up at the podium. Up there, he's got a, a couple of glasses, correct? It's important to <laughs> yes. note this. Yes, he's got a couple of glasses. It looks – what does it look like? It's like a – Just a water glass. But it's like a big one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it's a big water glass. All right. So without further ado, here's uh, Bob Knight, number 10 on Top 10 Thursday on Friday. If I could determine what the hell he's going to look like next year, that's just what I'm – I have no idea. i got to wait until next year to watch him play. I mean, I can't do that. You know, you would anticipate. Wait, right wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I see. I see Bailey. The image is fading. Just a second. Just a second. Coming back. Coming back. Yes. Yes. Images are tough to deal with. Sometimes you got to get them in line. Yes, I see. I see Bailey being better. Do you see him being the playmaker for next year's team? <laughs> I mean, this is a damn cheap piece of crystal here this isn't this isn't expensive enough to answer all those questions this thing wait a minute there's something forming here forming it says what a question <laughs> i don't even really think that's a meltdown that's more oh, of a comedy so act good. that was good though man. it had to be on there uh, it's one of my favorites. Another favorite of mine from, from Bob Knight is the game day face. Yeah. But that's that's yeah. not going to play well on radio because he's given a whole bunch of different funny faces. Yeah. Oh. Mm. He's he's a gem. Yeah. Miss Miss Bob Knight. Uh, when Bob Knight made a visit, he actually spoke at uh, the Washita uh, banquet. He was recruiting, of course, uh, Jay Jackson mm. at the time. He actually, Jay Jackson was signed, so he was coming afterwards. And I remember him up there and uh, – Jay's sitting there and just on pins and needles, and uh, Bobby and I was just telling different stories and and just basically said, yeah, he makes two or three in a row. Yeah, we're going to have a great relationship, but when he misses one or two in uh -huh. a row, it's going to be a completely <laughs> different story. Like, all right, Jay Jackson, get ready. Exactly. You'll be able to handle uh, Bobby Knight. All right, that comes in at number 10. We love uh, sideline reporters who are, of course, trying to get an interview with the coach right before halftime, correct? We love that, yeah, and especially – well, I would say we don't love it as much as coaches love it, but, uh, yeah, we love that. And sometimes it doesn't go right? Sometimes it does not because the coaches are in an awful mood. Now, to set this one up, this is John L. Smith. Smile, that John L. Smith, who eventually took over for Arkansas for a year. Um, the guy that wouldn't shake uh, Todd Berry's hand after the epic loss to the Warhawks? Yes. Um, so, but leading up to this um, – they had the field goal there. It was Michigan State versus uh, Ohio State. And they were trying. It was like 15 seconds left. They ran a play. The clock was running. 
they should have spiked the ball or tried to get somebody to come out there. They were trying to kick the field goal, and they barely got the field goal team on the field, and then it was blocked and returned for a touchdown to end the half. Mm. So John L. Smith goes up to an assistant coach, chews him out, and then then he's got a microphone in his face and has to try to explain what just took place, and this is what it sounded like courtesy of ABC. Let's go to Jack. As you watch John L. Cannot believe what is happening. Let's go to Jack. His coach, obviously, a miscalculation there, and you're upset. Tell yeah, me about it. Yeah, very upset. We should have been in a ball game with fast field goal. The coach had sent him in. We shouldn't have sent him in. That's a dang coaching mistake. That the kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. Well, don't have to say any more than that, Brent. No, you certainly don't, Jack. Very honest assessment. I saw him turn when he yanked the headset off, and he got right in one of his assistant's faces. <laughs> Jack and Rude and Brent uh, Musburger uh, explaining the situation. That's what made it so funny. You don't have to explain any more than that, Brent. <laughs> um, yeah, that was so that was my number nine. Uh, you had a different number nine. Yeah, how, how can you have a list without having Mike Ditka in it? That, that's a fair point. Yeah, so I win. So, uh, Mike Dickey, you don't even have him on your top ten list on Thursday? Well, I didn't. I, I missed on Mike Dicka, uh, just like you missed on uh, Julian Edelman last week. So. Uh, I mean, there's so many different uh, Mike Dicka meltdowns on the mic that you could have used, but we used this one. I'm going to go in now. So if you don't yeah. What? doesn't matter which one run. There will be a quarterback that will be named next week that will be the starter. There's three quarterbacks on this football team. Whichever one starts, starts. Whichever ones don't, we'll back him up. Period. Cut and dried. It's nobody's concern but ours. Nobody's. Next. Injuries from the uh, game. Talk to the trainer. Next. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? Okay. If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What next? Mike, is this more like a training camp type practice as opposed to a regular season? Yes. Next. Um, Not very much fun, is it? No? No. All right. I'll see you guys. Uh, I love that. Why are you in such a bad mood, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) What do you care? (laughs) Love it. It's good stuff, man. Love it so much you didn't include it in your podcast. I've missed it, okay? I forgot about it. It happens. I mean, you don't make me go back on your list last week, mm-hmm. which was clearly just repugnant. Uh, if you have a few nominees, please hit us up on the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Uh, through the years, Jim Moore has had some good ones, correct? He's had some great ones. Like he just had one uh, last year for the you know doing some commentary for the Saints. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. So, but in his coaching days, he's had some classic ones. You want to set up the – we actually we I mean, cheated a little is, bit with number eight. I just put down Jim Mora. Yeah, I uh, got a couple here. But this one, this is one of the m- more iconic ones. Yeah. I think – I mean, everybody has seen the playoffs clip, right? I mean, everybody's seen it and heard it and loves to try to get that high pitch in your voice to, to, to sound like him. But uh, Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> we both butchered it, but y- you get the drift. Well, here it is, the epic clip. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. 
What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Oh, man, that was good. I just hope we can win a game. Yes. Uh, One more. uh, Jim Moore is so good. He gets two clips at number eight top ten list. Here he's, uh, again, another one not on the playoffs, though. I've been coaching for 34 years, and tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career, probably the worst. When Wade Wilson got hurt, I actually looked up in the sands and saw people standing, clapping, and cheering when he was laying on the ground with a knee injury. And I'll say this, those are some sick, sick, sick people. Mentally sick. He had a good point there. He did have a great point. Yeah, you never cheer for an injury. Come on. Mm. All right, so we got uh, Bob Knight and the Magic Lamp at 10. John L. Smith was Jake's number nine. I had Ditka at nine, and Jim Moore coming in at number eight. We just got this thing rolling along. Continue to hit us up, 888-993-7762. Coming up next, after we take a break, an exchange between a hockey coach and a reporter. A classic. A classic. A hockey coach in John Tortella, I hope I'm saying his name right, who we could have had we had several clips to choose from when it came to him he's had so many microphone meltdowns but i found this to be the best and quite frankly the cleanest (laughs) that's coming up after the break the morning drive sponsored by bor bank of ruston now in monroe your investment property business and home loan specialist come see bor at our new location 2450 tower drive in monroe or call us at 812 bank bor we are your monroe banking center member fdic equal housing lender the way you purchased a car in the past is changing with ronnie ward toyota of ruston.com Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR. Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe, your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe, or call us at 812-BANK-BOR. We are your Monroe Banking Center, member FDIC, equal housing lender. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Athletes are always being put to the test. It's how they know they're strong and tough enough or if there's room to be better. Well, the same goes for car batteries. That's why AutoZone offers free battery testing. If your car is having trouble starting, just stop in and get your battery tested on the spot for free. Whether it's just a loose cable or time for a new battery, you won't have to buy a part you don't need. 
Stop in today and put your battery to the test. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The 2018 ACC Men's Basketball Tournament is headed back to Barclays Center on March 6th through 10th. Don't miss your chance to see some of the nation's best teams, including Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, Syracuse, and Notre Dame, as they battle it out for the prestigious ACC title. Luxury suites are on sale now for all sessions to this year's ACC Tournament. For more information, visit BarclaysCenter.com. The 2018 ACC Men's Basketball Tournament at Barclays Center, March 6th through 10th. Luxury suites on sale now. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Due to National Signing Day, we had to push back our top 10 Thursday to Friday. We're going through uh, Mike Meltdowns this morning. You love it when uh, there's a little conflict between a reporter and a coach, it's correct? So, it's so rare. It's... It just depends what media market you're in. Right, exactly, exactly. So big media markets, I guess it's more um, like we loved when Belichick got into it with that. I don't know if it was classified as like a heated debate, but whenever he said, I'll make sure you get the injury report on Gronk, that was just like last or two weeks ago. Uh, Like we we, we love little clips like that. But anyway. You like the old ball coach, uh, Steve Spurrier, and the the incidents he's had through his career. Yeah, uh, so we've we've got – on this one's going to be uh, John Tortorella, by the way. I butchered his name. Um, but it reminded me, I almost put this other one of, of Steve Spurrier, who met with the, the media, and he was not happy with something that um, I, I don't know who the reporter was, but somebody wrote uh, a piece about South Carolina. And the reason why he didn't like it is because he said the, the facts in the story were not accurate. He said, I don't care what y'all say about me. Y'all can have your opinion about me, but get the facts straight. He said, Facts were inaccurate, so I'm not going to be speaking in this room while he is in here. And he pointed to him, pointed him out. Mm. said, so what we're going to do is we're going to go down the hall. We're going to go to my office, and I'll give each of you a one-on-one interview. Nice. So the TV guys were pretty pumped about that. But uh, that was a good one. But when it comes to reporter versus coach, I think this is the best one. Uh, This is a well-rounded list, the fact that we have a hockey clip on here. Who's this coach? So, John Tortorella, he has a reputation for being very outspoken. I mean, after all, I think 2014, he went to the Calgary Flames locker room and tried to get a piece of Bob Hartley, who was the Calgary coach at the time. So, this guy is a fiery guy. You don't want to cross this guy. And this reporter slash columnist had some kind of article. It had just appeared, and it didn't make the coach very happy. So, he lets the reporter know it in a uh, press conference. One of their guys have taken a third man in. I'm not going to answer any questions from you. You're not? No. Oh, good. Yeah. I'll speculate. You speculate and be as, be as sarcastic as you I can will. be, as you usually oh, I are. I will. Go right ahead. Good. Did, uh, should one of you guys have taken a third man in? I said I'm not taking your an- answering any of your questions. No. Have you ever fought before? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Why? Are you challenging me now? No, no, I'm not okay. challenging you. Okay. You know, Red Redden, Redden sticks up for his teammates the other night. Yeah. And you come come out with some sarcastic article. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're probably beat up in the bus stop most of the time. I think so, huh? <laughs> Next. Well, the late second period goal. Even the police are a great representative of, of the city. You know that? Will you let these other right. go- just go stand okay. somewhere else? No. Would you please? No, I won't. 
I'll just speculate. What a that reporter needs oh, to be Oh, so you're siding with the coach. Yeah, I did sign with the, side with the coach there. I'll just speculate. Have you ever fought before? Was that his yeah. And then he said, I bet you get beat up in the press box. And another media member laughs. I thought he said laughs. bus stop. And another media member laughs. Yeah. And so the guy who he was, you know, the, pre- the reporter that he was going up against looked back and oh, that's funny. Like jotting down like the guy's name. Like, uh, get, a, get a grip, dude. Uh, I'm with the, I'm with Tortorella on that one. Mm, mm. Team coach. Just to tie it in locally, uh, the, the best dialogue that I witnessed, and there, we all remember Charlie Weatherby, and it was easy to work with, and we get our, you know, routine, you know, Charlie Weatherby-isms, you know, where, he, you know, God put eyes in the front of your head so you're not looking backwards. The sun's always shining on the bayou. Anyway, it got rough at the end. Uh, I had a, one guy, one reporter, and, you know, he would be there at the end of the press conference. So I'd tell him, hey, you got to ask Charlie this question. you got to ask Charlie this question. So he'd ask him. So it basically created a major rift between the two. So only ULM does something like this back in the day. Uh, Weatherby you know, gets fired. They have a press conference, and Weatherby gets to say his goodbye a day or two later. So it's very awkward to start with, and the room is full of people, and Charlie gets up there at great times here. We've met a lot of great people. So he then stands at the door, and we're all walking out. So, you know, I walk out, you know, enjoyed working with yada, yada. Good luck to you. Uh, reporter that was with me, the guy that always asks him the hard-hitting questions, right. is w- with me. And he's right behind it. And Charlie shakes hands. He goes, you know you're a jerk, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. That's about as bad as it gets. Yeah. With the uh, weather and, of course, the media members back in the for, day. For, for this area, yeah. All right. This is one that, of course, everybody remembers. Hold on, though. That was number seven. Okay. We, need to, we need to make clear. And AJ asks, have y'all done the I'm a man, I'm 40 clip yet? Stay tuned. Yes. Keep uh, weighing in if you got a nominee or two for Mike Meltdowns, 888-993-7762. Coming up at, at number six. Number six. This is um, a post-game uh, interview uh, with Richard Sherman, and this was one of those deals where he was very heated in that game because he had that rivalry with Michael Crabtree. Mm-hmm. And this was probably this might be the most recent clip on our list, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, but this is a pretty heated exchange where Richard Sherman basically calls out Michael Crabtree through Aaron Andrews. And Aaron Andrews didn't know how to handle the situation, no, rightfully so. Here's number six on our list. about you. Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yeah, I'm going to set it for you real quick. L-O-B. L-O-B. The follow-up question almost threw him off. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he hesitated for a second there. But uh, that was a good one, man. I don't even – I don't like that one. Though. I like I don't, that I don't one. think it deserves to be on the Are top ten. No. I think it's good, man. I think it's good. He's calling out Crabtree. Very heated. I like it. I like it better than one that, that you have ahead of it. I'll yeah. just say that. Uh, it's not better than a hockey coach and a reporter going back and forth. I think so. I, the intensity was there. I like it. I'm a fan of it. I like I like when uh, players aren't afraid to call other players out. Yeah. And that was the case with Richard Sermon. Uh, on the text line, and this one should have been on the list, uh, the one from Les Miles. Not a meltdown, but Les Miles, the kiss on the mouth. Yeah, um... That was a good one. 
the the hammer and the nail. I was there for the hammer and the nail. That was another good one yeah. from Les. Um, but I just don't – with Les, it was so – his tone was so weird. It was like a playful slash serious tone at the same time that it never – a lot of these meltdowns came across as this is my bowling point and almost in a threatening manner. Like I'm lashing out. And even though it was kind of a rant from Les, the, the whole – uh, talking about don't ever say a recruit was a bust or, mm-hmm. you know, even though that was, you know, defending his guys, I never took that as him, like, lashing out. He was just – I think he misinterpreted the question a lot of times. Like, the hammer and the nail question was a legitimate question. And it wasn't, like – it wasn't meant to, you know, demean either either team, and he took it that way. He just took it the wrong way. So with less, I thought about it, and then I just decided, you know what? He, a lot of these, he kind of just randomly went off for no reason. It wasn't like a lashing out point or a breaking point. Recapping our top ten Thursday on Friday, uh, we had Bob Knight at number ten with the magic lamp. John L. Smith, the uh, interview at halftime. Mike Gitka was my number nine vote. Uh, you had John L. Smith, Jim Moore at eight, and then at number seven, the hockey coach and reporter Richard Sherman coming at six. We still got our top five coming in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, we'll revisit it at eight fifteen. You can continue to send in your nominees at eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. I had a text here, and we did address this at the beginning of the show. Uh, Rustin beat two-time defending state champ St. Thomas Moore in soccer last night, one and nothing. Will now host. Cattle Magnet Monday in round three. Washita also won on the other side of the bracket. Big news for this area. South Louisiana has dominated for years. You are correct. Great news on the soccer front. Girls continue to do well across northeast Louisiana. And now two boys teams with two big wins last night. Hey, embrace it. We're a soccer area now. Embrace it. Uh, Hal McCray uh, has to be in the top ten. Mm, I wonder if he made it. Uh. Hey, um question for you i thought we were going to do our little winter olympics uh, uh that that we're teasing that for the uh that'll only take about 30 45 <laughs> seconds <laughs> okay. the winter olympics people update. wait for the good yeah. stuff that's right you, you're gonna want to stick around for this <laughs> where only you can get it yes the winter olympic update coming up in the eight o'clock <laughs> hour at some point we got to find some music yeah <laughs> Some fitting music, no doubt. Uh, let's uh, have uh, Benji Lewis will join us in Neville's defensive corner after the break. He's getting ready to host a huge event out at ULM. Plus, we'll talk a little football with him. That's coming up next on the Morning Drive. Thanks for listening to the best of the Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.